And by the way, some of those that are listening right now, um, I want you to think about, and I'll give you one tip if I could. Um, it's uh, So let's say they are doing special events, right? This is a tip that I learned many years ago. So, and, and I really, it didn't dawn on me until I had that aha moment. For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Ali Albarigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now, here's your host, Dwayne and Ali. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Ali, great to be with you again, sir. You know what? I uh, got you muted. Hold on. All right. Okay, I said it's great to be with you as well, and it's always good to you know be on uh, our calls. It's uh, it's one of the highlights of my week. I, me too, uh, and and I love giving back to the industry, you know, that has uh, helped us out so so well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just not only uh, from a uh, financial standpoint, but but a uh, you know personal development standpoint. Well, I think that that's that's an interesting thing too. It's like I I remember back um, you know when I was doing tons of coaching. I was the head consultant and coach for Member Solutions, which is one of the largest billing companies out there. And um, you know I was everywhere in regards to uh, you know you know coaching and speaking at Maya and different conventions, even getting flown into England to be with Nest, which is the largest billing company in England. Um, and uh, that was really cool, uh, you know, just to hear people across the pond, so to speak, interested in hearing what I am doing in my martial arts school. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you that uh, I think the topic for today is, is, is really timely for me. Uh, I'm going to be selfish. Um, because as we go through, you, you, you probably are going to chastise me on, on uh, some of these things, which I think is important. Uh, I think my, oh, well, I, I know my head instructor, um, uh, Mr. Bean, he, uh, he's kind of chastised me in his own way uh, yeah. by asking questions. Very, very, uh, very strategic in how he does it. He's very polite. Yeah. Hey, he sir, it. aren't we supposed to be sending out letters to all of our, well, but it's up to you. Let me, like, <laughs> I get it. So yeah, he's been he's been really good. So, uh, but if you want to introduce today's topic, so we can jump in. Yeah, well, I think it's pretty, and we've done these in the past different ways, you know. But um, but closing out the last quarter of the year, um, you know, on a high note, you know, or killing the last last quarter, which is you know the last four months of of our year, and um, you know different ideas on what to do and how to do it, and maybe some things that we already know that are planned or things that we maybe have done in the past that we forgot. So we'll just throw out some rapid fire ideas on things that school owners should be doing and, um, you know, making sure that they're on track so that they kill it. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So you want me to start? Yeah, let's jump in and then uh, I can, I can tell you how bad I've been. Well, not necessarily in this order, but this would be my first, this would be my first thing that I recommend to people, um, and it's number eight on the list that we have, you and I, um, but is to look at your numbers, right? And I'm, I'm always, I'm a proponent for every four, three to four months reviewing, like I have an Excel spreadsheet 
that has all of my bills, right? And it's separated by my corporations and it's separated by personal and um, what personal bills that I pay a portion of them through the school. Um, and then I look at them all and I will negotiate ones that can be negotiated. Um, I'll pay down debt faster on high interest rate credit cards or loans and take out other loans with low interest rates to, to refinance money. So every quarter I try to do this on a day-to-day -day basis. And here, here's the thing, some people, and I used to live this mentality when I was making so much money, I'd be like, who cares? What's, it's a waste of time. So what if I spend an extra 10 grand a year, right? But I look at that and I go back and I say, okay, let's say I did that for 10 years, thought that way without really knowing my numbers or caring so much about the little things, I would have had another $100,000 in the bank, let's say. Well, right? depending because, I mean, if you had invested into real estate or other things, whatever, I mean, you potentially could have had more than that. Yeah, compounded interest, even with a two or 3%, right? I would have grown my money. So that's why I suggest to people, like if you could even save 50 bucks on your cable bill for the next year, that's $600 for the year, right? Over 12 months, right? Or um, let's say you do a few different things, find a cheaper insurance for your car. And by the way, some of us have been with our car insurance forever and we never bother because we like our company and we never change. But just by searching other prices, you could get the same insurance and probably save two, $300 a month or $100 a month. So I suggest that everyone looks at their bills. And by the way, if you don't have your bills listed out, um, on some sort of bookkeeping system that you can see every single thing that you're paying, how much you owe and what you pay on a monthly basis. Um, you need to do that right away. That's the first thing to do it so that you could know what to save and, and you do auditing of what you're spending the most money on. Right. And uh, that's a smart thing that actually is immediate profit. I mean, I look at the TV show, The Profit with Marcus Lemonis. I love that show. And he just goes in and looks at the balance statement and says, hey, if we paid these bills earlier or and negotiated this better at a bigger, higher discount, we would save, you know, 80,000, 100,000 a year. That's into your pocket when you think about that. That's that's like you know, 50 students a year that, that you're would be making without the 50 students. You, you well, know I do. And, and what you're saying is, uh, it's not a new, um, marketing tactic. It's not a new widget to buy. It's not right. exciting or sexy. Yeah. Um, but, but the potential should be exciting and sexy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it is like when you, it is exciting and sexy when you're making much more money, right? Like, so, you know, so one, I, I saw on one of the posts, I think it was on another business page and one of our friends who we've had on as a guest, I won't mention his name, but he wrote, how much money do you have to have to retire? And he said between 50 and a hundred thousand dollars a year, um, over the course of X amount of years to just retire in savings. Now I said, wow, According to my mom, my mom lives in this beautiful home in Florida. Um, you know, she lives in the senior center kind of community where they have all the amenities, a pool, clubhouse, and all that stuff. She doesn't take advantage of it, but her house is gorgeous. Um, it's maybe about 1,500 square foot, which is by any means not a small home. And her overhead is about 700 a month total. That's food, 
She doesn't have a mortgage. She paid you off a long time ago. You know, her electric, her water, her AC, her everything. Um, so she's able to survive very inexpensively. So I don't believe that that number to be true. Everyone has to see it's overhead versus, you know, um, expenses, of course, versus income. So we have to be very careful. So that's my big one that everyone should do. They should do an audit. Well, and let me qualify that question because um, we don't know what the intent behind that question was, meaning, um, obviously, I don't know what your what your mom has besides, but let's just continue with that example. If she were to get sick mm -hmm. and need medical attention, what's right. the well that she has to dig into uh, yeah. as well? So, I mean, I think that that needs to be taken in consideration. I mean, you can't, obviously, uh, uh, can't prepare for everything, but- right. I just wanted to throw that out as well. Right. And you're right, though. And that, um, of course, she's on government, you know, retirement and Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare. So she's pretty well covered when it comes to all her medicines and her illness. But I don't know if she had a major surgery or anything like that, what it would cost her out of pocket. Um, but uh, but you're right. So my point is, is that, you know, minimal overhead with maximum income is always, of course, the ultimate goal. So the way we get there is not just by building our schools, building our schools and building our expenses simultaneously, is to always look at what we're paying and do do an audit. Uh, and if you can't save any money, no, no, don't worry. But you, you definitely should be looking at your money because if you're not, well, the IRS will and so will all your other people that charge you. And, and, and even if you don't necessarily save any money, it's not, it's not all for not because because right. now you know where you're at. Now you know where your baseline yeah. is, you know? And so what I'm hearing you say is you need to dig your own own gold first, dig for right. your own gold first. So meaning yeah. that we already have gold that we're sitting on in most cases, and we're just not, we're just not digging it. We're, we're actually allowing somebody else to take that gold. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I love that analogy because, you know, there is, so I, I wrote an article once called that there are gold under those tatami mats, you know, um, and it was just about people not taking advantage of all the opportunities they have. And that's kind of like what we're going to talk about now, um, you know, about all the things that people should be doing to close this quarter out. But I think that the, starting with that inventory is very important, but there's so many other things we could be doing. Yeah, and, and I, I took this seriously, especially after COVID, is I revamped our curriculum to streamline it even more to make it more scalable than what it was before. Scalable in the sense that I only need one head instructor um, and then, you know, two to three other instructors at best in, in order to run the school that way that I've developed it now. And then uh, the other part to that is, the, and you've seen my back room, so I have two rooms. Yeah. I don't need that back room. I mean, we, we only use it once a night. Okay. Monday through Thursday. That's it. Wow. And I don't need it. So I went to my landlord and I said, Hey, what can we do about losing this back room? Um, I don't want you to lose out. I want you to, I want to give you time because my, um, my lease is not up until February of right. uh, you know 2020 so i gave him you know six months notice that i'd like to get you know rid of that back room so i now i don't know so far he hasn't told me what the reduction in rent's going to be right um i if he's smart he probably won't reduce uh the rent based upon the square footage like 
you know, my, my, the front of my store is because this is in the back um, and to rent that out individually uh, rather than to the unit next to me, if the unit next to me wants it, that'll be perfect. I'll probably get it matched for match. You know what I mean? Uh, But if not, then he probably would do a prorate of what that back room is worth. Not, you know, uh, so the square footage won't be this, the same, you know, rated the same if, if, if he's smart. Um, and, and, and I, I know he's smart. I just hope he doesn't do it that way, but either yeah, way I will, I will have reduced my rent. I will reduce my expenses, you know, cause I won't need that back room anymore. Right. I'm going to buy another 60 mats and okay. then we're going to, we're going to do a build out. But basically I think that whole build out for, cause you know where my, um, viewing area is in the back. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to blow all that out and then put all floors. So we're going to get, you know, another, I don't know, 900 square foot easily. Okay. You know, uh, of floor space. And right. so, um, I, you know, I, I did that inventory like you talked about, yeah, not with yeah. the bills, but in this case. And, you know, we're going to we're going to run leaner than we've ever ran before, which is going right. to obviously just increase the gross profits. Yeah, I mean, and think about that. Let, let's just pretend that you were spending seven hundred a month, right? And you no longer spend that. That's almost eight grand, nine grand a year, right? So seven to well, if, twelve, right? If if that back room is half, right, or close to half, let's say, I mean, I should save a thousand bucks a month just on rent. Yeah. Um, and you know, you add utilities in to that every single month, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe and then insurance, cause I got to insure that area as well. Right. So, you know, maybe it's 1200 to $1,300 a month that I'm saving. Yeah, money. 15 grand a year. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. So like people say to you, you know, that could be, you know, you do that for 10 years, it's 150 grand with no interest, you know, so it, it's something to think about. So I think that people really should look at that. Um, you know, the old mentality, big hat, no cattle, having a big school and not having the students or trying to get enough students to maintain your facility um, is a silly way to run your business. And I've had some small schools that had a lot of students. I had a 1200 square foot school that at the time when we moved had 230 or 250 students out of 1200 square foot. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have probably stayed in that location longer. Although now the building that I jumped out of that business and bought the building is where I am now in my headquarters. So I'm glad I didn't do that. But, um, but yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I could have made way more money knowing how to do an AB schedule and splitting my schedule. So, um, but yeah, so, so let's quickly jump in because I know this is about closing out, right. You know, so, um, I, what would you say and what do you think are some other ways that people, what things they should be focused on, um, to make sure that this year uh, is going to close out, you know, well? Uh, well, obviously, you know, bringing in new students. I mean, that's just a given. You right. know, so you got to have, uh, and, and you can go back to a ton of different podcasts, you know, but uh, that we've that we've done in interviews as well, you know, whether it was with, uh, uh, you know, Gus Lopez from Lead Hunter Media and getting people to, but, you know, anyways, you got to make sure that your front door is wide open. Uh, that you're doing your Facebook ads, your Google pay-per-clicks, you know, uh, all those things, your referral programs um, for your school. I, I will say um, uh, family add-ons is a big deal. Okay. And I've never been good at that. Right. Me, personally, I've never been good at that. The 
program director that I have working for me now. She's a mom. She has all her kids at the studio. She's training as well. I can't tell you how many uh, parents that she's talked into to do training with their kids. Wow. I, she just uh, called me last night to tell me she's excited, you know, that she got another uh, another set of family members to, you know, only I think only one person was going to do it. And now the whole family's doing it. Wow. That's great, though. So, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I would say family add-ons are huge. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have some sort of system in place to at least uh, bring up the thought that they could actually train with their kids and get something out of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think no, family add-ons are, 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 are missed sometimes because we just are focusing on the initial sale. That's not even on my list of things I would have talked about. So that's very good that you said that, like, you know, um, new students has to be in the funnel of closing out the year because if you added on 12, 15, 20 new people, that brings your income up way, way higher. Um, I love the fact that this family enrollment thing, that's a major thing. That's like a pool of fish that we tend to ignore. Um, every day, a brother sits in the lobby that's not training or a sister or a sibling. So how, how are they doing that? Are they giving them an extreme discount at your school? What is she doing to get them encouraged to be in the enrollment yeah so um the way that we run our school is you pay the full price for the first two and then anybody else can train at no additional cost okay. it has to be immediate family you know so it has to be husband wife uh and kids right it can't be your cousin right. um and then there is a registration fee for each mm -hmm. new person so there's a hundred dollar registration fee that that has to happen um so if if they have one person that's doing it and then two others decide to do it. I got an extra person that I would not have gotten had we not asked. Okay. I'll have an extra hundred dollars from that other person, you know, initially. Who, who, yeah, initially who's free. And then I'm going to give them a free uniform. So, uh, you know, obviously it's only, you know, 20 bucks or whatever, but, right. um, but if you think about events and I know we're going to talk about events yeah. or, um, sales with regards to your holiday sales, your, uh, gear, you know, gear. your gear, all those things. And the longevity of staying in a program longer when you have mom and dad, or at least one of the parents doing it along with you that sees the benefits that, that, that raises your student, uh, longevity as well. So retention wise. Yeah. And all she's doing, I'm kid you not. So, we have our five and six year old program when they move up to the seven and eight year old program uh, or excuse me, the seven and up program, they have to let us know what classes they want to go to and also make a meeting with our program director. So the program director, when they come in, they say, great, I see that you filled out the survey. You want to come to the Tuesday, Thursday at six o'clock. By the way, now that Johnny's moving up, this is the class that you can you can do with Johnny. So what about you doing it as well? And of okay. course, you have they have some of them going on. Ah, and she's like, look, it is the best thing since sliced bread. My kids and I are so much closer now. Like she's drawing these right. you know, these pictures of uh, not utopia, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. It's that's great. And it's it's a, it's somebody that isn't me yeah. saying that they should do it. Right. You know, right. it's a mom who's doing it herself. So yeah. she initially didn't join. She said my son initially joined. And then we were all like really we just have to pay for two and all of us can have fun together yeah, right 
That's interesting. Yeah, I look at that two ways, to be honest. Like I look at it and say like, oh, that's cool to get an extra person on the floor. And you're right, gear, events, et cetera. Um, do you charge testing fees? I do not, except for black belt, black belt testing fees. Yeah. So that's included in the price. And then you just get more people in the school, um, more energy, more enthusiasm and so on. And like you said, the retention aspect of it. Um, I actually do it different. Like in my school, it's the first two members are full price. Third member is 10% off. Fourth member, when they have a family of four, I work a package deal for the whole membership. So uh, that's interesting. I, I need to think that through because I'd like to see more of my family's training. Parents are always saying, I wish I did this or I wish yeah. I did that. Yeah, okay. But here's the other thing is when they um, when they get offered leadership and they get on the leadership team, then they're buying another gear package they're buying their uniforms as well and then when they get the opportunity to get to storm which is our teaching team right i have uh, a pool of adults to right. get on that teaching team and who cares if they're training for free <laughs> right right they come in and they start helping out with not all adults do but i have you know some that that actually do and they want to come in and they want to help you know that's why they're on the leadership team that's why they're on the storm team Build your bench strength too. I like that. Absolutely, absolutely. I would have never thought of bringing this up in this conversation, but that's like we're still out searching for new members, and that's excellent. That's great that you pointed that out. You know, of course, that's always got to be one of our main staples is new membership, and then we talk about retention, which is by getting new members that are family members, they stay longer, and retention is our second tool um, that we want to keep them longer. So that's. And yeah, and I would say I don't have the stats. And of course, you know, in your own head, you can lie to yourself. But I'm pretty confident that most of my families that train together, one, all all of them go to black belt. Together. Right. Okay. Um, and so what does that mean? That means that they stay longer than, than the average student that only stays, you know, 18 to 24 months or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so um, I, I just think that that's huge. And okay. then not only that, you, 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 you have all these other parents that are sitting watching these other parents where in their head, they're going, wow, I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know, and then you have the program director every once in a while saying, Hey, why aren't you out there? You know, with your kid. Right. So I yeah, I, I think it's important um, to add that in. And, and, and honestly, until this year, I never had a system and I never had a, an actual individual that, rocks it like she's rocking it yeah and isn't that interesting though like that's that's a big deal that we should all make a mental note of it's like you know you have one individual who's a high powered uh high performing person that makes all the world of difference within your business like you just said i never had someone that did that so well um and i think that that's so essential for us to kind of look for people that are really going to excel in everything that they do in their job position well right? i didn't I, yeah i didn't even that that was something that i told her that we need to do and this is the process and she was already actually doing it before she even went through the the interviews to get hired like i i have probably three or four uh moms that are doing it because she herself was doing it and talked to them yeah and that That's was before amazing. she was like the position was even open right 
Right. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's part of who she was. She was already promoting your dojo. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. All right. So you mentioned a few other things that led into some stuff. And the first one I had was special events. Like, you know, you, you have four months left. I think you could at least do two special events from now until the end of the year, whether it be a Nerf Wars or an Ninja Night Obstacle Course Night or a specialty seminar from some advanced instructor, bring them in, have them teach, um, you know, a Halloween party. Uh, there's so many things that we could do. And uh, one of my clients, um, it was very tough for me to get him to do these special events because he did not want to do them himself. So for years, he's been putting them off and ignoring what I had to say. And I said, listen, let's work on finding people to do them for you. And I said, if they could do the whole thing and you don't have to do it, would you be happy and do it? He said, absolutely. So we, his program manager and, and one of his head instructors are now doing an event. So he's doing a Nerf Wars night. And at first, it's interesting. Uh, we I asked him because we coach every week. I said, how many people you got? He said, oh, we're up to 12, which normally he'd do like an event promoted and you wouldn't get many people and he'd cancel it. So I said, no matter what, you can't cancel this event. And I said, you keep on pushing. So a week and a half in, I said, now your program manager has to call every single person on the telephone, speak to every single person that comes through the lobby. And our goal is 20. So today when I spoke to him, I said, how you doing on your event? And he said, oh, I didn't get the 20 that you asked. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, uh, I got 27. It was like a shark tank, you know, like, or Simon Cowell on, uh, you know, America's Got Talent. I didn't like it. I loved it. You know, like one of those games he played. But um, so now he's pushing. I said, now we have, we want to get another three because his capacity, he believes to be 30. I think it could be much higher, but um, so he's going to push for another few days. This Saturday is the event and he's going to hit that number. Now he's going to make about 1200 bucks, maybe a thousand dollars profit. I said, let's do two of those before the end of the year and you'll be able to make another three grand. And, and if you segregate them and do one for the kids, one for the adults, you might make another five or six grand before the year's up on top of your tuition. So that's something that everyone should be listening to. You need to have these extracurricular activities and not only are they good for your motivation, it's a great retention tool and it's also a great income generator, right? So that's something that we should definitely have everyone think about. And, you know, you have a Christmas party, you might not charge for it or you may make a few dollars on it, but certainly without an end before the end of the year, you should do at least a minimum of two events uh, to three events, which could net you another additional three to 4,000 bucks. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and we've not really done like a lot of in-person events because of COVID. So right. um, this is this is the time, I think, to go ahead and start to do it. Uh, and that's yeah. why I said that, you know, my head instructor has kind of been nice about like, hey, what about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. yeah. yeah. Well, my problem is um, I've been I've been lazy. Right. I've been, I've been complacent. Yeah, well, complacent, complacent is a better word, right? And not lazy, because I, I think sometimes we're complacent um, because we're so used to doing this on a day-to-day -day basis over and over and over again, right? So we kind of get used to just saying, ah, well, we won't do it this quarter, right? So lazy, definitely, you're not definitely not lazy, right? Because you're always working day and night, multiple facets of your business and so on. Yeah, I, yeah, but I, I should have done it. So I'm glad that we're talking about this, so... My, dog, my dogs are also chiming in, so I, you hear, I don't know if you could hear them in the back. Yeah, I think that they're talking about adding dog walking or something. Exactly. I don't know. They, want, they want us to do a special event, you know. So, yes. Um, yes. But, um, but, yeah, so that's definitely something that, again, by the way, you know, just using you as an example, 
we go, oh, that's right. I haven't done one of those in quite some time. Maybe it's time that I do one, even one. Like I always tell uh, I, I, my coaching clients that I work with, and they're like, oh yeah, I would love to have a summer home and I'd love to vacation a few times a year. I'm like, you know, well, do special events and those will pay for that. You know, like that alone, a summer home or for that nice big vacation to wherever or rent a beach house in Myrtle Beach. Like that's where these things, the, all you have to do is print the money. You know, and I always say it's like you could print money all day long in your school. What I mean by that is you just come up with a concept and an idea and then you do it and you do it well, you know, and follow different procedures that, you know, that I, I show them or and you can go on the Internet or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I just made an extra thousand bucks. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Right. And you think about it. We have that opportunity. So many times we're there's gold under those tatami mats and we're just not taking advantage of it. Yeah, and in this uh, instance, uh, I would say that this is actually, you know, printing money. Right. Um, you know, the gold underneath the mats is, you know, going through y y your bills and other things to see what's there that you can find. Right. But but this is actually printing mo your own money. So yeah, you know. I always love that. Like I always thought to myself, like I come up with an idea and then I put it together and I make the flyer and I promote the heck out of it and boom, like. You know, there's so many other people that are in a school. They're so caught in their lane. Like their 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 school is teaching leadership team and maybe some upgrades. Like for instance, they you know they don't do many special events or they don't do gear sales. And we're gonna chat about that later. You know, in in a, in a little bit. But you know, like so they get so caught up in just the day to day, the minutia, the thick of being in the thick of things that they don't think outside the box. And, and quite often I could just take coaching clients and say, Hey, I'll make you an additional guarantee an extra, you know, 3,500 to $5,000 a year just by coming on with, me. and I'll give them a layout for all these different specialty items that they should be doing. And yeah. all of a sudden they're doing it well. And by the way, some of those that are listening right now, um, I want you to think about, and I'll give you one tip if I could. Um, it's a, uh, so let's say they are doing special events, right? This is a tip that I learned many years ago. So, and, and I really, it didn't dawn on me until I had that aha moment. So I would do a special event and I would promote it and build it up. And let's say I made a thousand dollars and I did a great event and that was fantastic. And I had a decent turnout. I would say to myself, well, oh, that was cool. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Next time I'll promote it a little bit more and be a little bit better. But I never really really went out of my way to do that the next time it came around. But you know what the biggest thing that I ignored, Dwayne, was when I never went to the people who didn't attend. So like I suggest, like, let's say we have 100 people that are potential for, the, for their uh, parents' night out. 30 of them come. We are like, oh, that wasn't that bad. We made X amount of money. I'm happy, right? But what about the 70 that didn't engage? Why don't we call them and say, hey, Mrs. Jones, I noticed you didn't come. I'm just curious, what was the reason why? Oh, I was busy. What was it that also Johnny didn't really show an interest or you didn't think it was beneficial? And then you say to them, would you come to the next one if I gave you like a half off coupon just to try it out? And now we're trying to shake the bushes to get the disengaged engaged. So maybe next time we do an event, we'll have 50 people, right? We never really focus on the no's. We always focus on the yeses. So I think that it's, we want to kind of pick those students' brains as to why they're not engaging. Why are they not a part of, why don't they come to the, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's a huge uh, layer of money that you could be printing if you do it correctly. Yeah. And that goes back to you, like your ABCD attendance type thing, right. you know, where, 
um, you know, if you want to get a D student to a C student, C to B, that type of thing. So it's right. the same thing. You're just doing it with events. Right, exactly. And then we're yeah. asking those questions too, which might be quite insightful. Oh, it was too violent. You know, we were doing knife wars. I don't want my kid playing with fake knives and thinking, you know, like you find out from these parents, like what's stopping them, which is important. Um, and, uh, and then you entice them with a discount or, uh, you know, half off or, you know, two for one, whatever. Um, because once they go and hopefully they have a great time, then they're going to be part of the buying population from moving forward on other events that you do. Right. Yep. So big one. So I think that people should really listen to that. I think that's a powerful golden nugget that they should be on. Um, how about you for like fall blowout sales, retail gear sales? What are you doing? Well, we always do a hoodie, um, in, uh, in November. So, you know, end of October, beginning of November, we do a hoodie. We also do our, um, you know, holiday sale. I, I, but all of our holiday sale is, is you know, not, I don't open up a store and, and buy all that stuff and bring it in. I just don't do that. I, I am not the model holiday sale um, person. So we'll take the Century catalog. We'll put some other things that are along in, you know, inside in there and, and we'll give them opportunities. But we don't have, just because we do, um, all of our private lessons are, are you know, included yeah. into our, our packages. Uh, we, we, you know, we're not selling private lessons ahead of time. And I don't do um, necessarily uh, buyouts, you know, or, right, or right. paid in fulls, those type of right. things. So I don't, I don't have those options. I mean, I could, but I just don't make those as options. So, right. Yeah. And, and our biggest thing is the hoodie sale. Yeah. Um, now, how do you do that? How do you do that? Do you buy a bunch of them and then sell them? Or do you do a sign-up page, people pre-order so that you don't have to invest a ton of money on gear that's going to sit on a shelf, right? So maybe you can explain how you do that to the people because that's important. Yeah, everything is pre-ordered. Uh, and then based upon what I know usually sells better or best, you know, kid sizes and stuff, I'll buy a few extra, you know, right. in those sizes. But yeah, right. everything is pre-ordered. Um, you know, I, I've had like this summer, we did our summer t-shirts and did the same thing. And then of course, some, some parents are like, well, we, you know, we didn't get a chance to do it. We forgot or blah, 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 blah. Well, then you suffer. Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry, you know, that's just how it happens. Yeah. And that also creates a little bit more of an urgency to purchase when you put the sales out there because they know they're going to miss out on them. Right. But I love the fact that a lot of times school owners will say, well, I don't want to invest a lot of money in inventory and then I'll sell a lot, but not sell everything. And then it sits the way you do it. And this is why I, I call this selling from the clipboard. It used to happen a lot in when I played baseball, little league baseball, they'd say, Hey, we're sending around a clipboard for people who want the jacket, you know, the, the, the uh, team jacket and uh, just write your size down if you want it and sign your name and then we'll order them for you and, and so on. So like you're selling from the clipboard. So you could have that hoodie sale. You could have the flyer on the wall. You could have it on your checkout page, which of course is amazing on Spark where people could pick the size and then they're locked into what size they picked and the, and the logo or whatever. If they wanted to put their name on it, maybe if you offered that, they could. Um, but, uh, but now you have it and then now you have your order paid for and then you just say, okay, whoever your printer is or whoever you buy them from, here's what we need. And then they bring them and you hand them out. No inventory, no out of pocket, nothing other than preparing the forms and getting them ready to sell, right? Yep, yep, that's it. Yeah, and, and uh, by the way, let's add on to this hoodies, 
uh, wool hats for the winter, winter jackets could be a part of it, right? You know, and then of course, a holiday, a fall sale is, you know, those things, the things that people will want for the cooler weather or whatever it is in your season at your time. And you sell those things, right? The other things that we could be doing is periodically, and this is something that we overlook, is do a blowout sales. Like, hey, I'm selling my school t-shirts this week and this week only at 10 or 15% off. I do that all the time. And people come in, I don't sell a thousand of them that week, but I'll sell an extra 10 or 12 of them that I wouldn't have sold because people weren't thinking about it. But just by initiating that 15% off, they're buying t-shirts for that week. So you could do that on uniforms to get a second uniform, bags to carry your gear. There's a million things that you could be doing to sell. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, uh, that, you know, you had brought up to me was, um, you know, when somebody initially signs up, why don't you sell them a second uniform? Right. Which I, I, I've been talking about that for years, Dwayne, and I still forget to do it. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we're doing that now. So that's been yeah. great, you know, uh, alongside of that. So, yeah, that, that's interesting. And, and my friend, um, John Bullock, I haven't talked to him in quite some time. He lives in the UK. He runs Krav Maga studios. He put together an upgrade funnel, like after they signed up, because he said his salespeople would always forget. And I, and you and I should probably do this. Um, but you do it well, so I'm not doing it well. And it was one of my ideas, but you know, I, I should have an upgrade funnel after they join that they get an email that says, Oh, we, we probably forgot to ask you this when you signed up. Um, would you like to buy a second uniform at a discounted rate and then give them the reasons why, and then do like a series of emails and text messages to get them to purchase. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm writing that down right now. I'm going to say, build out a sales funnel. Um, and uh, sales funnel for second uniform. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's something that people will do. If you're good at asking that and you remember while their checkbook's out and they're signing up and you say, hey, Mrs. Jones, we find that parents come unprepared because they didn't wash their uniform and their T-shirt. If you'd like to get a second one at 30% off, I mean, it's so good because you're selling it right then and there. You're selling two of them or giving one away and selling the other. Um, most people are like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Let me get that while we're here. Yep. You'll double your sales on whatever your school t-shirt or whatever. I, I sell so many, like in my school, when you join uh, for, for Mighty Warrior, five years old, all the way on up to adults, they start off in sweatpants and a t-shirt and they earn their gi. So, um, but I sell those t-shirts continuously throughout their training. Oh, we need a new shirt. It's wearing out. It's old. They lost it, blah, blah, blah. So people buy three, four, five, six shirts, maybe 10 over the, the, the year or two or three of training. So it's a big sale item. So, so that's awesome though. But yeah, those fall items are different than holiday sale items, right? So, cause the holidays is when we want to put out that century catalog and we want to have staple items that they will buy on sale to get gear blowouts for the holidays. And I mean, that could be anything from weapon racks to shirts from Asian world or century that are just kind of generic shirts, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Do you do, you do that as well? You said you don't do a big store kind of sale, but you sell some of those items. Yeah. And everything's pre-ordered. So are prepaid for, they give me the money they got to give me half up front and then at least the other half when they pick it up. Yeah, I have, I don't know if you do this, but I know on spark, I'm going to pull it up and then I don't know if I can share. Can I share a screen or no? 
Um, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell people they can take a look at my checkout page. I'll put it in our Facebook link and they can see the checkout page that I have on all my gear so that parents could go on my app and thumb through all the things that they're going to need from now until black belt and ideas on things they could buy and, and things like that. So uh, it's got everything from my books to my DVDs to t-shirts to jackets to backpacks and all that stuff. So I'll, uh, I'll, put that link in our our post right here on facebook so people could check it out and actually see it yeah if you uh why don't you drop that in our our messenger real quick i'll pull it up online and then uh, right in the messenger on here yeah no uh, just our, our regular just send it to me for through facebook oh okay i'll do so send you it in privately and then you could put it up there okay i'll do that right now I'll, I'll yeah and then you can talk about it while uh while it's up Okay. All right. Let me do it right now. And boom. Okay. I sent it to you. And then, yeah. So, I mean, this is something that I think that people neglect and um, like, think about, uh, I don't know, like look at the UFC. They have like every fighter's, you know, brand t-shirt. They have all the UFC gear. They have, you know, everything that you want to buy for to wear the UFC brand, right? I mean, they're not embarrassed to get it out there. And they make millions upon millions of dollars a year selling this stuff. Um, so I'm not sure why a lot of times schools tend to ignore this vast majority of income. You know, like all the young influencers call it merch, right? Like, you know, they're like, hey, I got my merch. I just like my favorite band, Striper, Christian rock band. Um, they just released a shirt. I, I kind of don't like the shirt, so I'm not going to buy it. But I would normally support them and buy the shirt, even if I threw it in my drawer, just to keep the band making money because they're, you know, they're a merchandising band. Um, but the shirt is like, uh, we kick the devil's butt, you know, like that kind of thing. And I didn't really think it was that good. But yeah, so people get to see now. And if you scroll down on that, you'll see like my, I have cutoff shirts, I have my sweatsuits, I have my um, sling bags and backpacks and a big, huge carry bag where you can put your gear in. It's got wheels, duffel bags. Um, I have my, my t-shirt there that discovered the ninja in you, um, you know, and so on. So this is just some of the stuff. And that's just my t-shirt and apparel. I also have another one that's in the app, which has all their weapons and their gear and the, you know, the bow staff and the sigh and the cane, and the tonfa all on there for them to be able to just click on it and purchase it. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's just one more way for me to make sure that I'm not missing the bucket. And by the way, I love when I wake up in the morning and I find a guy from Idaho bought like six of my DVDs. Like that, that to me is like what I literally, it's perpetually, you know, going to make money for me. Like I told my daughter too, I said, if I ever pass away, if you promote this stuff well, this could always make you a little bit of money throughout the year because I'm no longer around, right? Do you know? Do you know something I don't know? What? Me dying? Well, you you, you said if if I ever pass away. Well, no, not if I ever. If when I pass away, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you know something I don't know? <laughs> I wish. Wouldn't that be great? I just uh, I I thought we're all gonna die. I'm just gonna try to make it the last thing that I do. Exactly. Of course. And the one last thought that you have is like, oh crap, right? That this is not good. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. So anyway, back to, back to our topic. So then like people should be thinking about a fall sale and then a gear sale. And, and by the way, you know, like 
don't sell items unless you can get them readily and easily from your suppliers. Um, you know, be very careful. Like I'll give you an example. I have a web store called the touch of And I would constantly, I have a bunch of items that are up that, that I don't carry. Um, and people would order this one particular bow staff all the time, like probably like 10 of them. And I had to always refund them the money because this bow staff was never in stock. Um, so I finally had to take it off my page. But so my lesson is don't don't buy, you know, put things that you can't get. Make sure, you know, you call your supplier because right now with COVID, um, a lot of things are not available through suppliers. Like right. some, some of the some of the, you know, Century, um, other companies are having a hard time just getting uniforms right now. Um, so be careful. Right. And make sure that you look for alternate suppliers. If this one doesn't have it, maybe that guy's warehousing it or and so on. So uh, but yeah, so that was the next thing is a holiday sale and, and so on, you know, a back to school backpacks, hoodies. Um, and again, like we talked, no investments. Right. And, uh, you know, that's very, very important to do. Now, you mentioned before, Dwayne, that you don't do this, but some companies, some schools may is like discounts on their SWAT team, their black belt club, their leadership team, uh, private lesson sales. I normally will do a big private lesson sale blowout and I'll get people, I won't sell a fortune, but I'll probably sell two or three grand in private lessons in bulk. So like I'll say, if you buy four, you'll, instead of paying, you know, uh, $400, you pay, you know, whatever, 350. Like right. that's not what I charge, but um, but, you know, giving them a discount for buying in bulk. And then my guy who does the privates, I pay him. Um, he gets like 60, 40 split, 60% he'll take and 40% goes to the school and he does all the privates. And I don't have to touch it, be near it. And it's just a matter of me putting it out there to sell and having it readily available. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Right. And then, um, you know, like you said, you, you don't do discounts and compression payments where you're like, hey, pay the rest of your membership and save. I don't do that anymore. I used to do that years ago, not because I don't need to bring in extra money just for the sake of it, because you lose a lot by bringing in extra money that way. But um, but you still could do sales like that. Upgrade to leadership team, upgrade to your black belt club, sell it at 20% off for the year, you know, that kind of thing. And that's some people might be, yeah, we've been thinking of upgrading. We'd like to do it. Yeah, you know, no, that's, um, yeah that's okay. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make it available if you want, if that's the thing that you do. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with all that, but uh, it's got to just fit into your model. That's the exactly. only thing. Yeah, not everyone has the same model like me. I don't do pay in fulls. If people ask me, I strongly encourage them not to pay in full. Um, and if they say, yes, I just want to pay it off. I don't give them any discount whatsoever. They want to pay it all up front. That's fine with me, but I don't give them 10% off. I used to shoot for that years ago until I reviewed how much money I literally gave away for the sake of just getting money up front. So I'm like, I'd rather them pay monthly and I'll get the full amount. Or if they want to pay in full, that's okay. They're going to pay full price. They're just not going to have a monthly bill. Yep. Yeah. The other thing is this is the time, you know, kids are back in school. Um, you know, uh, we, before COVID, we were doing the martial arts field trips, you know, that, that the schools would bring the, the, you know, the kids into the school, that type of thing. Uh, we're still offering that opportunity, but we're doing uh, also uh, in person where uh, we'll go to their school and do okay. a modified modified right. version of it. Yeah. Or uh, we'll also do it online and do a virtual field trip um, as well if needed. 
You know what is interesting? I'll throw this out there too. Like you said, you'll go to the school. We've been getting a lot of requests to go to people's houses to do birthday parties for their students, for their kids that are students. Yeah, so people are like, hey, you know, we're doing a party in our backyard. Could you just do an hour? Like we're the entertainment and we show up. So my guy will go there. And he'll teach a karate class. And I'm like, we charge 200 bucks for the hour. You know, we split it. You know, he gets 100 for going there. He gives the dojo 100 for being our, you know, stuff. And uh, he makes money. We make money. We're happy. But people are like, they're not wanting to do a party in the school. They'll do it in their yard. And then afterwards, they jump in the pool. So that's been a new thing for us that we've never done before. We even went huh. to a place called Fire Island, which you probably heard of it. It's in, in, in our area. It's like you have to take the ferries across the way. And it's like a, a big beach community that that you can only get to by boat and we've actually gone over and done parties there as well yeah no that private parties man i never i never even thought of that right right think about it and yep. and they we do them for adults too but we got it that's a whole nother thing no just kidding <laughs> so so um so the next thing i think that's important is probably some specialty seminars and by the way this leads into what you just said about going to schools or maybe teaching a real estate agency or maybe, you know, self-defense seminar at their office and, you know, to search out. And by the way, on my seven steps to income, that one last income step is outside programs. And sometimes, and this is up to you. I don't really love doing it, so I don't do it. But if I could set it up and have one of my team do it, then that's fine. But there's a lot of times you can make a decent amount of money teaching a seminar. Right. At, at, you know, a private, you know, and, and you, all you have to do is go out. In fact, um, I don't know if we interviewed him or Gus and I interviewed him and it was, um, his name is Justin Everman and he's a old ninjutsu guy and he does personal security. He does that and makes a, a lot of money teaching the private sector business community martial arts on top of his martial art program. Mm, okay. So that's another big one that people should be looking at and another way for them to make money. And by the way, a specialty seminar could also be bringing in a world-renowned whoever to teach at your school and selling. Like you did that with me and not that I'm world-renowned. In fact, you didn't even use me as a way to promote. You put a black-faced picture like colored, like colored in with no, like who is this guy with a secret, like, you know, is shaded out kind of thing. They didn't even know who it was. You had the specialty Mr. X, I think you called it, coming in and yes. you sold tons of people to it, right? Yeah. Like you had like 70 or 80 people come to the seminar. Yeah. And we did an upgrade too. So you had the base seminar and then you had the extra hour afterwards, you know, type thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So specialty seminars, I've had some world renowned people over the years. I mean, in, in the last few years I haven't had many, but I've had people like Ernie Reyes Jr., Kung Lee, Frank Shamrock, Dan Severin, um, you know, world-renowned instructors from Japan and, you know, George Dillman and crazy amounts of unbelievably world-renowned martial artists come and teach. And these seminars are always well attended. So that's something possibly you could do. Yeah. And I'll tell you the other thing too is, um, and I would be remiss if I didn't say this, is uh, adding, you know, health and wellness coaching to your studio. Absolutely. Um, that's been the best and e uh, easiest add-on I've ever done in my life. Um, I, I, like I, hands down, um, I would say besides getting the PPP money, right. you know, uh, type stuff, th that that made everything comfortable at the studio because it it supplemented what we had lost and then some. 
Yeah. And you have amazing, like I, I'm astounded by the pictures that you post of these, you know, I always say men or women doesn't matter. You're making the world one, one, one person hotter, one person at a time, you know, like you have people that have lost 70, 80, a hundred pounds that they're in the best shape of their lives. And I find this to be a trending thing. People are wanting to be in better shape nowadays, health wise. So well, this is prime time, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's actually uh, one of the best times too, because we're moving into September and then October. Uh, and you know, once November and December happen, uh, you know, by the, by December, you got so many new year people wanting to, so this is the best time to get it implemented so that you, you've got it all ready to go, if you will. Um, I mean, September is going to be big. I, I know it will be. Um, and October as well. Uh, January, excuse me, November and December were, were medium sized, but mm -hmm. obviously January was killer. Now, people can reach out to you privately on Facebook, Dwayne Brummett on Facebook, and uh, talk to you about becoming coaches. Like if they're school owners, they can add that income to their school by doing health coaching within there with the parents. It doesn't have to be a, a dojo member, a student. Most of the time, it could be a parent, a relative, a friend of a friend. And uh, that's how you've added on a good source of income and really built that program up over the last year. Yeah. And I will tell you that most of my clients are not parents of the studio. Wow. That's great. You know, and it's just, you know, based upon what you said, you know, um, me being able to, you know, post uh, pictures and, and people having results and, you know, people talking about it word of mouth, you know, there's a, there's another martial artist who's, who's on program losing weight. And, uh, you know, he had posted something on his, uh, his Facebook wall. And uh, I just did a health assessment last night with uh, with a husband and wife that are friends of his, and th they got on program. I mean, wow. it was it was like a twenty minute conversation. I did the health assessment with them. They're like, "Yep, so and so's doing it. I saw what he looks like. Let's do it." I'm like, "Okay, you know, like." Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Like, you know, um, what is better to spend your money on other than health and wellness, right? Like, you know, we work our lives to put money away or make money, yet we tend to neglect our bodies and our health because we're working so hard. We're stressed out with our job. We have no time to work out and train. I mean, you and I as professional martial artists, I'd probably, if we had a buck for every time we heard, I'm going to get in shape first and then I'm going to come to you, we'd be loaded by right now, right? So people are finally starting to understand that their priority has to be their health, um, you know, and that health will save them money in the future from, you know, medicine and doctors and surgeries and illnesses and, and, and you know, divorce and depression and all these crazy things that health overcomes yeah because when you know and not only are we dialing in the, the nutrition um, we're also dialing in hydration right. sleep uh, we're dialing in exercise uh, eventually you know because uh, there's no exercise required in the beginning yeah. um, you know and really there's no exercise required at the end either if you want to maintain it just because of the healthy habits that we teach them but then um, you know, and then how to manage stress as well. Um, yeah. it's been, I, I, I liken it to, it's a personal development program really with a, with a weight loss component. Right. Right. That's, that's great though. And, and isn't that really, I mean, I don't know. I, my studio is a character development program with, with, with a self-defense component. Yes. Right. It's a martial arts studio, but you know, our, like our tagline is, uh, you know, leadership training from day one. That's great.
that's what our, that's what our tagline is. Um, so what does that all encompass? Obviously character development and then being able to defend yourself physically. Yes. Um, and, and the health and wellness coaching that we're doing, it's, it's really no different. You know, uh, it's a, it's a person it's, it's, it's just, it's a, you know, changing their, uh, outlook on things. It's a, you know, uh, personal development program, like I said, with a weight loss component, losing the weight is easy. It's, it's, you know, the mind, um, that that's the thing that needs to be transformed. And this program does it so well. Well, I'll find, I, you know, I'll, I'll bring up one of my friends that I recommended to you that you did some coaching with and uh, not, of course, mentioning names, but he's like, ah, I don't know, Dwayne, I'm not into all the rah, rah, rah and the motivational stuff. I, I you know, I, I don't need that. And meanwhile, in my head, while he's saying that, I'm going, that's absolutely what you need, because somehow you're way overweight and that's beaten you. Your mind, you've lost to the mind. You think you did it. You, like I have another relative that I said, hey, you should get on my friend's program. He's like, I know how to lose weight. I just got to do it. Well, that's the psychological part that they're missing. They have to now convince themselves to do it. And that's the mental component that most people miss when it comes to diet. Because diet, overweight, obesity is addiction to uh, habits and poor eating or, or you know, depression. And you eat the dep through depression and so on. Well, look, I got one lady. I remember when she started her program and she's a personal friend of ours. Uh, uh, and she said to me, she goes, I'm comfortable in my own skin. Right. You know, I, and what she was what she was telling me is she's she's confident in herself, even though she's overweight. She's confident. Well, now that she's down a little over 70 pounds. Yeah. She said to me, she goes, you know, I'm a lot more confident than yeah. I was than I was back then, you know, like there's this, there's a thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's got a lot less skin to be confident in, right? Yeah. <laughs> she lost so much weight. Yeah. Um, okay. So listen, we have like three minutes left. I want to quickly just throw this one last thing out there is you should have a referral program going within your school. Um, it should be an organized system of referrals. I have a mom in my dojo that she's been referring so many people, like she's almost up to getting a free year and then some. So in the program that I have that, you know, I have a whole system developed, which, uh, you know, everyone should have a system of some sort to constantly engage their existing clients into referring them with a series of contests or prizes or quarterly, you know, student drives and so on, because this is a big deal. You know, you think about gold under your tatami mats or printing your own money. These are people that love you, hopefully, and that will refer you if they're asked properly or they have the proper tools or they know how to do that. Most of the time, they'll just throw your name out there. But if they have tools and they have passes and they can say, hey, come down and try it out because they know that there's going to be a reward for them at the end of the day, that's super, super super important. So um, I, I think referrals are the key to success nowadays too. And people, that's another highly overlooked area that people don't work on. Agreed. And so what you can do uh, is when they make their initial appointment, you could ask them, you know, hey, by the way, does Johnny have a friend or a family member that'd like to do it with him? Absolutely. At the enrollment conference, same thing. Hey, yeah. is there a family or a friend that, you know, Johnny would like to, you know, have them do with him? Uh, after they get their first belt or they've been in it the first month, whatever you want to do in your system, hey, is there a family or friend member that, that you know, you want to share this opportunity with because, you know, they can still be in class with Johnny.
Yeah, and, and by the way, I just posted within the comments section a link to my Taking It to the Next Level page that has all of my product sales that I do, like, um, you know, the referral of a lifetime or my book or my DVDs that are now all digital and available for them to sign up for, my killer camps, my um, student retention matrix. These are all small little programs that are very inexpensive, $39.99 for one, $49 for another. I'm developing a retail wonderland. That's a big one. Only 30 bucks for that one. And that one comes with, they all come with videos and downloads and, and exactly how I spell it out. I even have the referral of a lifetime, which is what we're talking about now. Um, that one's $49.99. It shows a video on what they'll get and so on. So I just linked the page um, for people if they want to check this stuff out. Um, I have a guy from England who constantly every week or two buys another program. He goes, I'm working my way through all your programs. They're amazing, you know, and he's learning like almost that's his, his college education, so to speak, as far as the martial arts and uh, building his school. So I threw that in there because I wanted to talk way more, but we're out of time. No, yeah, it goes by quick. I think there's a lot of information. The, the thing is, you know, if, if you're listening to this, um, you know, pick one or two things and just get on it. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't think that you got to do everything. Um, I guess, uh, you know, what's the biggest bang for your buck right now? And then focus in on that. Whatever you think is going to bring in the biggest return for your investment in time and then do that one thing, get it done really well and then do the next thing and then do the same thing. Try not to do four or five things at once because it's just not going to happen. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, I appreciate it, Dwayne. That was a great call. Thanks for everyone listening. And uh, I had a great time being with you as well. And I appreciate all your time. And uh, I hope everyone got something out of it. I think they did. All right. Have a good day, sir. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out EliteInsights.com for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, the best darn software for school owner manager on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your school systems. We will see you next time.